right, hey folks, it's Chris Shembra. Welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast. I'm honored to be having a wonderful conversation with Brian Rott, the CEO of a, a wonderful, fast-growing company from the West Coast, Cartmart. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Great. Thanks for having me. So the conversation we're going to have today really stems from, you know, the wonderful successes you've had uh, with this business, with, you know, businesses in the past, the family you've built. And the question I have for you today is, if you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, or just have never thought to give any credit or thanks to, who would that be? Well, the first, <laughs> depends on the, 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 the stage of my life that we're going with, but obviously, like any award ceremony, you've got to certainly thank your, your family for, for support of what you do, right? The first one that comes to mind, of course, is my wife, who, who, do, who doesn't get enough credit for allowing me to do what I do and, and work uh, as, as, as hard and often as I work. But that's, that's somebody that's been in my life, you know, 15 and 16 years. The next stage goes back to additional family members who have been my grandparents who supported me through, you know, the many years of ups and downs in the business and, and of certainly in, in coming into the company at such a young age, working in an environment where my grandfather, who was the founder of the company, really coming from a, a post recession age of being born in 1919, his outlook on business was completely different than what my outlook on business was having had no experience and nothing but energy and enthusiasm is he came from a totally different place. So many, many, many times, countless times I was fired or, 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 or asked to leave or not participate in the business because of my, you know, my inability to really understand the company at the stage it was in when I got there, but it was my grandmother who always supported me and pushed me and then pushed my grandfather to bring the business uh, into the current, you know, into the light when many years it just sort of, it just sat stagnant as he was, as he was aging, but yet the industry was, was prime for growth. So it's been family. It's this is what, what supports me. Um, and those are the unsung heroes. I mean, all the employees, of course, make a difference and they, they have an emotional and financial uh, reward, hopefully at the end of the day, but the ones who don't get enough of the credit really are the people that you go home to every night. What made you want to follow in your family's footsteps? Well, I, I, it's a, it's a funny story. I mean, it all started with, uh, with a, with a bowl of candy, um, that used to draw me into the business when I was a three, four, five-year-old kid. When I come to the, come to the, the business here at Cartmart and, you know, I was hardly old enough to, 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 to walk, but I knew where the candy jar was. And I always would reach up and grab a handful of, of candy. And, and, uh, it, 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 it was something that I, I wanted to be around. I wanted to come here and get that candy and drive a golf car or be with people who would drive a golf car. And that's what we did. You know, it started with this sort of a 
sweet tooth that, that led me to really wanting to be a part of it as I got to be old enough to work. And in my working age, having been close to my grandparents and lived close with them, I, I was able to have access to the business. So naturally when I was 14 years old, you know, I got a job washing uh, toilets here. And that was my first job, which incidentally happens to be my 14 year old's first job as well. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was that desire, that sweet tooth that brought me to the, the business. And, and I've never, in, never not enjoyed being here ever since. What was that like to kind of look at the business and look at what your grandfather had started and, did you, did you know at a young age when you were first, you know, cleaning those toilets as your first job, did you know that you were, you were then going to follow in his footsteps and, and lead the company that he built? Did, did that help you connect to him even more? Actually, no, not really. I mean, I, I, you don't really know a lot of things until you go through some life experiences. And that happens obviously when you're, in your mid twenties, late twenties, everything I did before I turned, you know, 25 was pretty much a blur, but I, but what I, you know, what I did know was what hard work was. And so one thing my grandfather taught me and he never was grooming me to be a part of the business. In fact, he didn't want me to be here. He never believed in the business to the extent that I am. I ultimately do now, but he, he didn't teach me a sense of, Hey, if you work hard in this business, this will all be yours. As a matter of fact, he, he tried to convince me not to be here. And so he would put me in doing jobs that literally it should have, it should have broke me at an early age. And at some point, um, you know, he was probably figuring if he pushed me hard enough, I would, I would quit. And, um, so I never identified the business as ever being something that I would ever be, have an opportunity to, to purchase or own. But um, I knew that it was a job and I knew that there was job, there was work here that needed to be done. And uh, after several years of working here at a young age, I realized people relied on me to do as silly as it sounds to make certain that the toilets were clean and that the toilet paper was adequately, you know, stocked and the garbage was taken out in a manner that made, you know, so we didn't get rats and flies or whatever. I mean, I realized that it was, people would depend on me and, and I craved that and I continued to search for that ever, ever since I worked there. So ever since I worked there. So, you know, that sense of purpose you sort of put upon yourself when you take ownership of a job or a, or a project or or a company at this point, you know, that sense of purpose is driven by knowing people need you. And so, um, and that's, that's kind of how I envisioned myself. I just really liked being needed. <laughs> Don't we all, <laughs> what, uh, you know, when your grandfather was pushing you at a young age, um, you know, what were some of the hardships that, that he went through, at a young age to build this company that you've always known if, if he could do it, I can do it too. Well, my grandfather did my, my, my grandfather, of course, as I said, you know, he, he, he grew up from the depression 
the Great Depression, being born in the early 1900s, 1919. And so he, he had a different lens on life. And his father immigrated from Eastern Europe with no money, didn't speak the language, you know, ultimately landed in a, a tiny town and got a job working on a farm to which point later in life, he ended up owning the farm. And so when you grow up a life of a farmer, a farmer's son uh, or farmer's grandson or farmer's great grandson, you're, you, you tend to have a lot of, a lot of um, grit and resiliency in your, in your makeup, hopefully. And my grandfather had nothing but dedication, you know, as being hardwired. So he taught that to me that nothing else mattered than making certain that the people that you work with and work for um, are compensated and that he would eat last before any of his people. And, you know, I learned a lot of those principles from my grandfather when it comes to just the element of hard work. And that, that came from his post-depression upbringing. So I think that's very rare today. I mean, you obviously have a lot of successful entrepreneurs, probably all successful business owners, you know, credit their, their, their success to hard work. And there's really no other recipe for that. And so that, that, that somehow was brought to me uh, at an early age. It's interesting. There's a great book that uh, Simon Sinek wrote called Leaders Eat Last. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. So my question to that is, you know, what you learned from your grandfather about, you know, eating last after your employees um, after the people you serve, you know, how does that play into your leadership style now that you've you know, stepped into CEO position? Well, I, sir, I, you know, I, I push, I preach, I, I talk about servant leadership from my executive team down, but it starts um, at the top and, it, and it, in my business, we promote all the way throughout the company, our culture of caring and, and reacting and communicating. So, we, we're not everyone obviously falls in line with this, but we all communicate uh, the fact that it's important to be looking after others. And, and our main core culture is uh, culture pieces, the golden rule, which is do unto others as though you would want have done unto you. So, you know, that's just, it's just how we operate here. If we were dealing with a customer in a manner that, you know, we know that they're not happy with, we want to put pause for a second and think about, well, how would we want this happening with us? If it was us in the, in that, on that call or on that situation, how would we want that to be? So it's empowerment to people to, to treat people well. And, uh, and if it means that, um, you, you eat last because your customer's, you know, are, are, are first, then that's what it means. So we're not, we're not um, new to this concept. It's something that's happened my whole life. And it's, and it's the, the challenge I have is to make certain that I have my minimum wage employees understanding that just as much as my highly compensated executive staff. If your grandfather were alive today, what would he be most proud of in your leadership style or the way what you've done with the company? 
Well, I, I personally think it was, it's, it's funny because I worked with him for over 20 years and he never thanked me or told me he was proud of me or doing a good job. So it would be hard to tell, but what I could say if I were had to guess, because I never knew where he stood with me, I would assume he would be pleased that I've been able to maintain the reputation of a, of a great place to do business with and work for. Uh, our culture of caring has never changed. Um, he would be proud of that. I would expect him to be most proud of the fact that our reputation is as good, if not better, than, was, than when it was when he was running the business. That's pretty neat. If he was here today and you were on the phone with him like this, what would you say to him? I would have said, uh, <laughs> I probably would say, have said something like, boss, uh, you know, we are doing everything that you never imagined we could do. And I told you we'd do it. I told you we could do it if you just had more faith in people and especially in me. And how would he react to that? We'd probably argue a little bit on how <laughs> his idea and, 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 <laughs> and it has nothing to do with, uh, with, uh, you know, what the, what the original plan was, but you know, it, there's no question about it. You know, it's hard to deny the success that our company has had over the last 15, 20 years since I started to really involve myself in growing the company. And I don't, I don't promote that. What I promote is the fact that we've taken an opportunity in our space of small electric vehicles and we haven't just made it the best of what we can with what, you know, that, that industry. We've literally been highly instrumental in creating the in industry and helping to create the need through, through what products that we make or sell. So, you know, I think, the, 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 what's neat about where we are today is it's, we, we really wouldn't have known where this could have gone had it not for the, the, the ability to just come to work every day, continue to do what you were uh, taught to do and thinking big. And had we not been able to do that, had he not been able to, trusted me to do that, we, we very likely would have been a very small company and a wonderfully uh, run family business that may not have been in business today had we continued on that same path that he started. Was your grandpa, was his name Ben? Ben Bellman? Yep. Well, Brian, thank you for sharing your story today. And it's, um, you know, it's amazing what I've learned from you about the different ways of falling in love that with something that's been in your family forever. Right? This, this company has been around, uh, well, 1959. I don't know if you were alive or not, um, without knowing your age, but, uh, it's amazing that it, it took a jar of candy and it took cleaning toilets to start you all, uh, along the career that would reconnect you 
with, uh, you know, what, what your family's here to do. And it's such an honor to hear that story today. Well, it's a great, uh, it's a great time, you know, telling my story with you. And I'm certainly, um, I'm certainly proud of what we're doing. And uh, we just hit 60 years in business. Wow. 2019. And, uh, and what we're doing today is trying to figure out how we're going to endure another 60 years in this really exciting and growing industry. So check back with us in a couple of years and see what's going on. I certainly will. And to all our listeners out there, please go check out cartmart.com for some of the most amazing, amazing uh, electric and golf car and low speed vehicles you could ever imagine. Really bringing a lot of fun into this world. I hope you all have enjoyed this interview. I hope you all are having a phenomenal day on earth. Remember folks, it's your world. Go explore and we'll see you next interview. Interview.